Well, good morning. Right, as uh, Philippa um, said right at the beginning of the service, this is part three of our Address the Mess. Uh, part one, um, Steph spoke to us at the beginning of the year um, on the theme of the fact that there is a mess in the mirror. And she talked about the fact that we're all messes and we have messes in our lives to deal with, but sometimes it's easier to point out the messes in others than deal with our own. But thankfully, with the help of God and the support of other people, we can change the mess in the mirror. Week two, last week, Simon came and spoke to us on the topic of the best mess ever. And a phrase that some of you might have remembered from last week, I messed up, I gave up, I looked up, and God showed up. So, this week, address the mess inside out. Whether you're a Christian or not, I'm hoping that something that I say this morning would be helpful to you um, and relevant to the situation you perhaps might find yourself in, because as we all know, we are all part of a bit of a mess. Right, I'm going to start, really, by telling you a story. It's a story about my eldest daughter, Emily, who some of you may know. Uh, she's 10, and uh, just before Christmas, she was given a chance to audition for a solo part in the Bracknell Forest School's carol concert. It's a big concert that happens at the sports centre. Sort of, uh, the majority of the schools um, get involved in it. There are uh, a couple of hundred um, members of the audience. And um, she was really excited about the idea of going for an audition. But she's quite a nervous person. And she, she took the chance. She was like, yeah, okay, I might go for this. And then she said, oh, no, I don't want to do it. And then, yes, I do. No, I don't. Yes, I do. No, I don't. Yes, I do. I don't want to mess up. I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't, what if it all goes wrong? And we were having these conversations all the way to um, the audition in the car. And um, we got there. And then you've got to get through the door, don't you? It's like, I don't want to go in. Mum, I don't, I'm, I, but I really want to do it, but I don't. She wanted to avoid making a mess. She did go through that door. And she came out the audition really proud of herself. She'd sung in front of all the other people that were there. And she said it had gone okay. In fact, we found out later in that week that it had gone better than okay. She had, in fact, been given the solo part, which in itself meant that she had some more worries to come. <laughs> a couple of weeks later, because that's all that they gave you the practice, a couple of weeks later, she stood up in front of the 450 people and she sung the first verse of Once in Royal David City with a microphone facing that daunting task, wondering if she would be able to do it. And she did. She didn't mess up. But she could have done. She took that risk. What about you? Are you the sort of person wondering about whether to go ahead with something? Are you the sort of person that decides not to go ahead because you think you're going to mess up? How do you feel if you've done that, if you've chickened out? 
Do you feel frustrated? Maybe a bit disappointed with yourself. I really, I regret not taking that chance. What if we, our children or grandchildren or partners or friends, just lived our lives trying to stay out of trouble and avoid messing up? Perhaps you might recognize, recognize yourself in one of these scenarios, or perhaps you can think of your own. I won't go and talk to that lovely-looking man or lady over near the door. I don't want to embarrass myself. I won't apply for that job. I might not get it. I love that jumper. But that knitting pattern looks so tricky. No, I won't give that a go. I'll find an easier one. Or perhaps you might be in a complicated situation at work. I don't want to lose my job. I won't point out that mistake to my boss. You'd want more for your family and friends and yourself than trying to go through life without messing up, wouldn't you? I know I do. You'd want your family and friends to become something and for you to become something, wouldn't you? Or perhaps your life just seems to be one mess after another or the same mess over and over and over again. Christians can sometimes find ourselves simplifying our faith down to, I try to avoid messing up, but if I do, God will forgive me. Do you ever find yourself thinking of that? Thinking, oh, it's all right. Actually, I messed up, but it's all right. Sometimes we can even approach our relationship with God as if it was just a cycle of messing up, being forgiven, messing up, being forgiven, messing up being forgiven. Oh, look, I've messed up again. Oh, it's all right. God will forgive me. We're limiting, our God, limiting God and ourselves by spending our life just trying to avoid guessing messy or by staying in that cycle of being messy and being forgiven or messed up. If you're anything like me, You'd want more for life, more out of life. More, there must be more to life than this. And you'd be right. God wants us for more than this. He wants more for us too. Don't let the fear of messing up limit you. Let God grow you through it. Today... We're going to look at a passage from the book of Philippians that shows us that there's a better way of living our lives. And the passage is going to come up on the screen. The book that we're going to be looking at is in fact a letter. It's a letter written by Paul, a follower of Jesus. And he's writing to the church at Philippi in Greece. Paul had been involved in setting up this church some number of years before. And he was writing to the church with some encouragement and some guidance. We're going to start reading at chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 3 to 6. 
It says this. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I'm going to read that one more time, the whole passage. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Paul was pleased with the church. He was pleased that their initial commitment, if you could go back to slide one of the two, please. He was pleased that their initial commitment to God, to following God, to that partnership, was going well. Okay. He was pleased that they were still focused on the job at hand, telling other people about that good work. Uh, about the gospel, about the gospel um, that they had um, learned about, about, about the fact that Jesus had come to save them. And they were continuing to partner with God in that work. Paul was confident that God had started to work in the lives of the Philippians. And when the church was established, and he was continuing to work in their lives. If you could go to slide two now, that would be good. Um, he was continuing to work in their lives, and he was continuing to grow them as individuals and as a church. But Paul knew from his experience that this was not a quick task. That to grow would take time. In fact, it would take until the day of Christ Jesus, until Jesus came back. It was going to be a long journey. It was the same, it's the same for us. If you're a Christian, when you became a Christian, you partnered with God. Or if you become a Christian, you partner with God, and he begins to do something in you. He, this is the start of the process or the journey. Like Paul, we can have the confidence that God is going to carry on that journey in us, with us, and through us. Being a Christian doesn't mean that just because you've accepted Jesus that's come to take away your messes and your sins and provide you with having a relationship with God, that it's the end of the journey and that you've made it. That's not what this is about. It's the start. It's the start of God working in your life to develop you into the person that he wants you to be. Just as the planting of a seed is the start of a plant's journey to grow into full maturity, choosing to follow God is the start of our journey of faith. 
A planted seed needs to be nurtured. And over time, it will grow and develop and become the plant that it was meant to be. It's the same with our faith and our relationship with God. These need to be nurtured, deepened, and developed. If a plant does not receive the nutrients that it needs and is not in the environment that is right for that plant or something damages it, then it will not thrive and be as healthy, healthy as it can be. It might even die. We've all seen plants that are looking a little bit worse for wear. Just like a plant, we must recognize that the wrong nutrients in our lives will affect our relationship with God and cause a stunted journey. Our mess doesn't prevent us from having a relationship with God. He loves us, messes and all. But not dealing with the messes of our own making is not a healthy way to live our lives. If we are to develop our relationship with God, we need to recognize that, yes, God longs to have a relationship with every one of us, however messed up we are. But if God is to work in our lives, we must be willing to let him do that. He wants to. We have to choose to let him. We must journey together with him, partner with him, and let him change us into the people that he would like us to be. This is not an easy journey. We must allow God to work inside each of us to complete what he has begun in us, just as it says in today's passage. Over time, we will bear the fruit of this journey and this spending time with God and this nurturing of our faith. It will show in our behavior. We'll become more like Jesus, more loving, more joyful, more peaceful and patient, perhaps a little kinder, hopefully full of goodness, a bit more faithful, gentle, and hopefully, as we journey, have a bit more self-control. If we allow God to work inside of us, we will ultimately have more capacity to love other people, even those people we find it difficult to love. Surely, this way of living is better than just wanting to avoid making a mess of things. So, don't let the fear of messing up limit you. Let God grow you through it. Back to our verses just quickly. Paul says that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus, until the day Jesus returns. 
as I've mentioned, it is a lifelong process. As long as we're following Jesus, he is going to continue to work inside of us to accomplish something on the inside that is ultimately going to show up on the outside of us through our behavior. We have an inside-out faith. To help us reflect a little bit further on this theme of addressing the messes of our lives and of participating and joining with God in the journey, we're going to watch a short sketch that brings some of the things that we've been looking at over the last three weeks together. Let's watch this. My question to you, I suppose, today is, are you willing to participate in what God is trying to do in your life and in our world? It might be something small. It might be something big. It's unlikely that he will ask you to move country, but he might. He might prompt you to walk across the street, to pop into a neighbour, he might ask you to engage with some people that you wouldn't normally associate yourselves with. Who knows? What you can count on is this, that wherever he asks you to go, whatever he asks you to do, will involve getting your hands dirty. It will be messy, but God will be with you on that journey leading the way. God works with the messes in this world. We just need to trust that God will do as he's promised, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. Don't let the fear of mess limit you. Let God grow you through it. Shall we pray? Let's pray.